Hey, entrepreneurs, are you trying to make bigger profits in your small business? Like many of us, I'm sure you're feeling it. Business is hard. And now more than ever, you need to have a plan to help your business not just survive, but thrive. And it can happen as simply as thinking with the end in mind. I'm Marcia Reiner. I'm a business growth strategist. I've helped tons of small business owners to establish and implement a tangible plan that guarantees increased profitability, guides your growth, and plans for your future exit. Because a business worth selling is also a business worth owning. And I want to share strategies that I've earned and learned with you on today's Profit with a Plan podcast. But before we get started, I have some really exciting news. I've just released my second book, and it's called The Profit Accelerator. And I'm looking for industry leaders and business owners to interview about how my book's 12 strategies impact your specific industry. So please go download my book and let me know if you want to be interviewed. It's available for free for a few short weeks while I'm looking for interviewing uh, leaders. And these strategies can help any business owner increase their revenue, their profit, and the value of their company without having to spend additional money on marketing or advertising. So pick up your copy for free at trajectoryprofits.com forward slash book dash download. It'll be in the podcast notes. All right, everybody. Yay. I'm super excited to have my guest with me, Lucy Bed Bedwi. Um, sorry if I butchered that. Um, she is the founder and CEO of My Right Hand Woman. She's a copywriting business, and she started when she was only 22 during the pandemic. Right, ad, right after graduating from college and managed to scale her business to six figures within the first two years. Congratulations. Her mission is to give women the personality-packed words that they need to stand out and scale so that they can have that successful business uh, and make it who they are and not despite of it. So Lucy, I'm super excited to have you on Profit with a Plan podcast. Welcome. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, oh my gosh, you know, um, most people, when you look at business experts, you're looking at someone who's had all this experience, they've been through the the trenches, the ups and downs of the market, but I love it that you're out here, you're sharing your wisdom and skills that you learned in just a short amount of time, but it's really helping your clients grow their businesses as well. So how did you get into copywriting? Yeah, so I've always loved to write. I think like that's definitely the mark of especially if you're a service provider or service-based businesses, you just have to do what you love. Um, and then when I got my degree in marketing um, from the University of Maryland, I was kind of able to see like where where is the intersection? I went through that like post graduation, like oh my gosh, what do I do with my life? And luckily, I was at home all day, so I had a lot of time to think. Um, and because you know it was the pandemic, and it was definitely like the lockdown part of the pandemic. So um, from there, I did a lot of. Um, I went to Facebook because um, that's what my generation does. We just go to social media and see what's going on and figure out our life from there. Um, and I kept coming across this word copywriter. And so I, I did some research and then that's where I learned that it's a persuasive writer. And at that point, I had been writing content for five, seven years. I've been writing since I was a teenager for some major publications. Um, so I was like, okay, well, I think this could be a really natural fit. And I actually made a conscious decision that I'm not going to follow the gurus or do a course in copywriting. I'm just going to write with my voice from my heart and see who resonates. Mm. And I think that was a really interesting start. A lot of people had a lot to say about that, but I think 
think that's how I'm able to approach my clients' projects with such a creative lens because I have no corporate job that's like, this is how it should be done. I have no gurus that I'm following, no frameworks. I'm really just going in there and thinking, okay, well, how can we get more people to fall in love with you? Uh, I I really like that because you know what? Um, I'm, I'm a marketing geek by interest. So I'm involved with all those and I follow these people in the frameworks and the copy ideas. But you know, it starts to look the same and I can pull it out. Oh, who's worked with who before because mm-hmm. of the style of writing. But I love the way that you've just brought it back. How do I get someone to engage with me, right? Mm-hmm. How do I get someone to like who I am and what I represent, what my company represents in order to feel that connection, right? Because that's what it's supposed to do. Even in a persuasive writing style is to connect with the audience. Absolutely. And I mean, consumers are so smart these days. Like I always say these like sales psychology tactics, like urgency, you know, there's a time and a place for it, but like the very, like in your face, like, you know, you have to convince your client to work with you is just not really how people are buying. Yeah. People are buying because they're buying from a place of empowerment. You know, they want to have a connection with the brands. They want to feel that the brand is going to provide them value. You know, I always joke about the car salesman. That's just like really in your face. And, you know, that, that's just not how we buy on the internet anymore. I love it. I love it. And I think that that's really important because people want to feel connected. There's so many opportunities out there. And we as consumers are bombarded by mm-hmm. every single tactic that can hit us. But we want to be, we, we want to buy in a way that makes us feel good, right? Yeah. We want to mm-hmm. buy the right consumer with it. And, and as a business owner, who's writing constantly and trying to educate and put things in. I'm not a trained writer. I, again, kind of hack my way through and just tell you in my own language. And people have connected with me on that, mm-hmm. I think, more so yeah. than if I had done this kind of, um, here's, the, here's the framework of putting it all together, stack and close, right? Yeah. No, absolutely. And I think like that, that's the thing. If you're listening to this and you're like, oh man, my marketing's not perfect, or I'm not like writing in this exact way that I need to, or I'm not a classically trained writer, it doesn't matter. Like really people are connecting to the big picture of your business. Mm -hmm. And if you feel like you're in the weeds or you're in the details, it's probably all it's doing is bogging, like bringing you down. I hear it. And you know, funny thing is, um, it seems like unless you have a billion dollar marketing budget, you know, branding is not going to the traditional branding, you know, the logo and the colors and the imaging and the, and the heartfelt engagement with it. If you don't have that kind of money in most sectors and most industries, it's not going to make any kind of impact. So why not turn it around and start telling stories and engage with your clients and potential customers in a conversational manner? Yeah. I mean, I always, I think there's so many things in the business world that you're told to do. You know, it's like a laundry list of, you know, get this logo, get this, you know, whatever. Um, and I think, well, some things are important. I definitely like all sure. people who will go on a website and immediately click off. If it's like confusing and ugly, I'll be like, ah, I'm stressed. Um, you know, so it, it's like the bare minimum is important. Like some professional photography, just really showing up as the person you want to be in your space. Um, but really, yeah, exactly what you said. Like you don't have to go out and spend $20,000 on a brand if you just don't even have the bare minimum yet. Like the strategy, the voice, the how you want to approach your ideal client, those foundations are more important than any branding agency can ever provide something for you. 
Perfect. And I love that. That's a perfect segue into <laughs> how, what, now you have frameworks, right? They're just not the traditional or the ones that all the gurus are posting out there. Walk us through the pieces that we need to have in our writing so we can be successful in persuading our clients to fall in love with us. Yeah, absolutely. And I do definitely have frameworks. I think when when I kind of demonize frameworks, it's more just the step one, step two. I guess I view copy and successfully scaling a business a little bit more like a soup. Um, like, you know, you have all these different ingredients and they all obviously need to be there if you want something that tastes good. But, you know, if you forget one and like you have another ingredient that's super good, it can take over. Um, so that's kind of how I think about it. But I think it really comes down to three things. Um, the first thing is clarity before you can even try and be clever or create a brand voice or infuse humor. If no one knows what you do or how you can serve them, then right. you're going to have a really hard time pulling people into your world. Um, the second is conciseness. Um, I think especially if you like love English, if you love literature, if you had a corporate job, you kind of learn to write in this way that's very flowery and educated. And I'm not saying like, you know, write in a way that puts your education down, but really people are skimming. So it's this idea of get to the meat of your point like 10 times faster than you usually would um, because mm. of the attention spans. They're just not there. Um, and then the last one is where you add in that cleverness. So that could come in the form of like this really ooey gooey emotional connection. Or if you're like, mm, that's not me, then your cleverness can come in the form of some snark or sarcasm, but just a little bit of sprinkle to like really show that you're different from everyone else in your market. So you can stand out. Some personality, right? Yeah, you know? absolutely. You're align with those people that like snark or like buttery or fluffy kind of stuff. Yeah. But, you know, the funny thing that you mentioned in your second one about being concise, um, you know, uh, I think it was, oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm butchering. Um, I, I can't try to remember what his name was. He, he came up in San Francisco. And, and anyways, he said he said, I wish um, I would have written a better letter if I had had more time. Um, <laughs> and it was really a, a shorter letter if I yeah. had, had more time. Because when you think about it and to be concise and to be to the point, you know, that's really important because we do only have like seven yeah. seconds or five seconds to catch someone's attention. And I think it's really important that we do get to the point and not drawn on about it because we'll lose somebody. Um, gosh, who was that person that said that? Um Oh my gosh. It'll hit me at the end of the, at the end of the podcast for sure. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think it's really important. So how do you get to the point quickly? You know, if you come in charging like a bull, someone's going to go, Whoa, wait a minute. You didn't even ask me yet. Yeah. So I think when it comes to getting to the point, I don't necessarily mean like skipping to the sale. Um, I think that's, <laughs> that's a common misconception is you think, okay, well, I'm just going to put my product. I'm going to put how much it costs and I'm going to put a buy now button and people are going to buy it. <laughs> Yeah. So I think <laughs> no, yeah, when I'm like talking about getting to the point, I mean, getting to the point of the value you provide. Um, like, for example, if you're going to sell your product through a story, you have to tell that story through the lens of what your ideal client wants to hear to be able to engage with you. So like I always give the example of like everyone in their about page is like, I love my dog and I drink coffee every morning. And it's like, great. Like, don't we all like who doesn't love dogs right. and who doesn't drink coffee? So it's like the idea of your connection points have to be relevant. 
So if you're using your story mm. to sell, you know, it's making your story relevant to what you're selling in a very organic way. Um, if you're not using your story to sell, maybe it's bulleting out all the things your ideal client can get from this webinar or from this freebie or from this program. Um, and then if you're selling something high ticket, it's having a long form sales page that maybe has 15, 20 sections, but the sections are all engaging to read and each section gets to the point of whatever that section is meant to be saying. Love it. And, and we all, we would hope or assume that everybody understands it's not about the person talking. It's about the audience listening, right? Yeah. So it's not about Marcia's great and I can do this or Lucy's great <laughs> at this and that. It's about Mr. Client, Miss Client. This is the, this is how it works for you. And these are the benefits and, and the features and more importantly, the results that you're going to gain by having this, right? Yeah. Absolutely. I think if that's like the one thing you take away from this episode, it's that it's like, it's never going to be about you. It's always going to be about your ideal client, even if it's from your lens, like you're telling an about page story or something like that. Yeah, that's really important. I talk to a lot of my clients and we're, we're setting up like their market dominating position. And it's always about, Hey, I've got all these credentials and I'm this bad and I do this. And like you said, I love dogs and I drink coffee in the morning. <laughs> and it's like, who cares? <laughs> you know, I think I think it's got to be attractive because the audience that's listening or reading your 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 information in in their mind, they're the most important person, not you. Yeah. People and love like to talk about themselves. So if we can get them to see themselves in in our copy, then that's going to be more uh, welcoming to them, right? Absolutely. And I mean, it's one of those things where there's like no shame in that. Like as a consumer, like you are the one with the money. Like I, I know that sounds like super blunt, but like you are allowed to be the one that's putting yourself center of the universe because it's up to the business owner to convince you that they're the best and they're worth spending money on. So um, I think you can look at it from both sides and see like when you're the consumer, you have the power. So what compels you? Maybe go to the websites or the brands that you're like a total, like if they launch something tomorrow, like you're buying it and see what do right. they do that draws you in. And then you can use those in your business to pull more people in. Love it. Love it. So what are some of the ways and places that we can use this style of copy when, um, when talking about our business? Oh, everywhere. Um, <laughs> definitely. I think the obvious would be on your website. If you have a sales page, if you're doing email marketing, those are like what I'd consider the traditional things you'd hire a copywriter for. Um, but now with social media, your captions, your bios, if you're in an elevator with someone, the way you talk about your business, if you create a video, the way you script it. I think these are tips that are just like central to the idea of how persuasion works. It's really not just like a only works for this one type of copy. I love it. I love it. That's so important. So it's everywhere. Yeah, it's everywhere you can't escape you it. <laughs> yeah. The way you answer your phone, the way yeah. you talk about your business, the way you, you know, communicate with your clients. And I love having that kind of a nurturing sequence in an email um, so that they can begin to learn about you. And that's where uh, it, it, it shines the most. I think it's because I mean, come on, most, um, most buyers, are not, there's like only a couple, like, you know, one to 3% of buyers are looking to buy right now. The yeah. rest are shopping and they're thinking and they're coming along and they're, they're trying to create an informed decision. 
and copy does that, right? Yeah. I mean, your writing does it. So, Absolutely. so, okay. So we need to have clarity. We need to be concise and we need to, um, uh, what was the third one again? Forgive me. Cleverness. Cleverness. Yeah. We need to have our <laughs> the three C's of copy. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Perfect. So when we're, when we're using them, do we want to, um, do we want to, what other frameworks do we have in there that we might want to use in it? And, and, you know, in reality, some of us are able to type in our own language and create documents. Many of us need professionals on it, but you need to know what you're telling your professional you want as well. Right. Absolutely. So I think, so yeah. how can we do that? So I think when it comes to really just you know, if you're a good writer or if you're not a good writer, it doesn't really matter because writing is really only one piece of it. I think the clients that see the best results, even when they hire me, is the clients who are just super clear on who they are, who they want to be, why they're different, how they add value, what transformations they take their clients through. So if you can answer these like big, like 2 a.m. thought questions, you're already halfway there. Um, and then from there, um, I'm really big into creating a brand voice. So a specific tone or emotion that gets evoked, you could also call it the brand personality. I think some people in this space would be like, okay, those are all three to think things. But, you know, for me, I kind of put them together. It's really just like the emotion that you're evoking with the language that you're using. Um, and then the last thing would just be really owning it. Like, I think it's one thing to create a brand voice. It's another thing to consistently use it at every customer touch point. Um, so I think if those three things can be mastered, it's so much easier when you get in front of a Google doc to actually type something that you enjoy reading. The flashing cursor. Yeah, the cursor the that taunts you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's talk about that a little bit. When we talk about a brand voice, you know, when we're, when we're using certain styles or certain um, um, ways that we speak, um, I've got this lady I follow. I love her to death, but she is constantly speaking in sound bites and, you know, um, those kind of things, which are easier to remember and listen to. Uh, but that's kind of hard to speak like that. So where, how do we find our brown voice? Yeah. So I, I think it comes in a few different ways. So the first thing to find your brand voice um, it's actually, I, it's an exercise that I have people do that horrifies them. Um, I want you to pull up your voice memos and I want you to talk about your offers. Like you're talking to them, to your friend and record yourself and see like, how are you saying it? Because you're probably not saying like add synergy to your, the trajectory of your business and scale. Like, you know, even if that's something that you feel compelled to write, that's probably not something that you'll naturally just say. So once you like start to find these like little patterns in your speech, what you can do is then you can quantify it. Maybe you're like, oh, I'm, I'm really bouncy. Like I'm a very like optimistic speaker. Or maybe you're like, oh man, I'm like a little bit pessimistic. Maybe I could go for the snark. Or maybe you, you think like, okay, I didn't add any fluff there. I think I'm one of those like direct straight shooters. So when you kind of figure mm. out the vocal inflections, I want you to write out some adjectives that you're noticing. And then after you do that, you know, it's like we've been saying this whole episode, it's not about you. So think about your ideal client. Are they a little bit more conservative? Whereas if you like say a curse word, they might be like, oh, this person's unprofessional. Or are they, right. do they love humor? And then you can just like go for it with the zesty wit that you have. So see like, how does your ideal client want to be spoken to? Maybe go stalk their social media, see what kind of captions they're posting, photos they're posting. And then from there, go find some adjectives for your ideal client 
create a Venn diagram and see where the overlap is. And then that's how you're going to find the adjectives for your brand voice. Wow. That's, that's really detailed. I never thought of that <laughs> listening to myself, you know, in the recordings, even though I do this on a weekly basis, Yeah. but to find that kind of conversation and that kind of voice I have and to, you know, balance it with the customer and my ideal customer, and then to balance it into the way that I type or, or, or have my, um, written conversations, right? Um, maybe I do do that kind of subconsciously, but not to the full yeah. extent where I, where I can utilize it to the best of my ability. I know that um, passion is something that always comes across from people when they think about me. You know, I am super passionate about what I do. I get really excited and I want my clients to be excited the same way I am because if I'm growing, helping you grow your business, if I want it more than you do, it's not going to work. Definitely you know? not. So finding yeah. that in the language that I use would be would be fantastic as well. Okay, Lucy, you're giving me some great ideas here on, on <laughs> how to do this and mm -hmm. how to put it in. So for that person that just can't get past the blinking cursor and the white page, and you know they're going, ugh, how do they find somebody that would be a perfect complement and write these things out for them? Yeah. So I think when it comes to finding a copywriter, I mean, you know, as copywriters, I, I do my best to like, really just like wipe my brain whenever I walk into a new client meeting and just like start writing. <laughs> That's pretty yeah. You know, I, I'm trying not to bring my own like internal biases, my own voice, um, because I really want to craft something that's unique to them and their brand. But like everyone, I am 100% human. So um, it might be really hard for me if the tone is like totally left field from like what I'm good at. For me, it's the casual conversational tone, a little bit of sass, a little bit of humor, if that's what the client wants. Um, but that's my sweet spot. So when I write for someone that's very corporate, very formal, I can do it, but th there's a little bit more of a disconnect. It's a little bit more work. And sometimes it's not exactly what that client might want. So the first thing I would say is read that copywriter's writing and see, do you like the way they write? Just when they're mm. their unbridled self, maybe on their website, maybe on their sales pages, you're just like, man, I'm getting pulled in by this person. That's a really mm -hmm. great sign because we can adjust our style a little bit. But if you're just like not in love with the style of this person's writing, you know, it's like hiring an artist or a graphic designer, you're, you're really going to have to move them out of their zone of genius for you to be happy. Um, so I would say make yeah. sure you're really aligned with the way that they're presenting themselves. Great. And then, um, and then I think with with, when you see someone else's writing, that not plagiarism, but when you can see their style of writing, and then they produce you enough content for you you can start to form your own writing based on what you've been reading that they've been writing for you. So it helps you, I guess, if that was a odd way of uh, putting it together. But I mean, it starts to give you the tools you need. So when you write an email, you already know the, the language that the copywriters produce. So it's not like someone can't ever write again because Lucy's doing all your writing for you. Um, I think it's something that we can evolve into and, and write off of once we have the, the foundation of that of, of our language, our brand language. Absolutely. We, yeah. I mean, that's why I create brand style guides because the idea is if I create a style guide for how your company writes, then what you can do is you can go turn around, give that to a VA and then your captions sound like you. Um, so oh, I also I 
Yeah. So I also kind of sell that framework in my template shop. So if you want to do it yourself, it's the brand voice template and you can create your own style guide. So, you know, you answer the 2am questions, you get it all down on paper, you put it on your refrigerator, you put it in your ClickUp, and then really anyone who comes into your company, it's just like, here's a book. This is my voice. And it's quantified because in the business world, you know, explaining things to people is really difficult, but handing them like a SOP or a document is such a quick way to onboard. I love that. And then the the continuity and the continuation of your language goes through everybody else that you have and you onboard uh, yeah. into your program. So it becomes part of the culture. Here's the way we communicate. Mm-hmm. Here's how we share our message with our clients so that our staff and team can continue that process going forward. So it sounds like a company brand, not a Marcia brand. Ooh, Absolutely. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> So how long does it take to, to formulate this kind of, um, you know, this kind of language in our business? Is it a long journey? Is it a short journey? Is it one and done? I'm out. What, what, should, what should listeners expect? Yeah. I mean, if you're working with a copywriter, it doesn't take long because we live and breathe this stuff. So we can usually like hop on a Zoom with you, chat with you for 30 to 60 minutes. And we're like, okay, I, I got it. I got a um, but <laughs> yeah, you know, but it's like anything, you know, you look at ice skaters and the Olympics and you're like, I can do that. And then you like go and you fall on your face. Cause like, you know, if someone makes right. it look easy, it just means that they're good. <laughs> um, so it's, it's one of those things, but if you do kind of take the yeah. DIY journey, you know, it's, it's going to be longer. It's going to be tougher. It's definitely not something that you sit with over an hour and you're like, okay, my brand voice, here we go. You know, it's going to be one of those like light a candle, like really go deep kind of processes. And it's an evolution. I mean, I think if a brand is not evolving, they're going to be, um, they're, they're not going to stay relevant. Um, it's just a matter of mm. making sure that your core stays the same. Um, so if you start out zesty and witty and controversial and provocative, even if you get a hater, you got to keep leaning into that because um, yeah. it's this idea of, you know, you got to really commit to it. I think if you don't commit to it, it's so easy to just fall back into the background. Mm. And I think that's what we want to do. We want to stand out. We don't have to be controversial to stand out. We just have to be um, authentic and committed. Uh, And I think that's the easy part is is if it is authentically you and the way you normally talk, then it's going to be easy to continue even with those haters that are there. Or it's going to be easier to attract the people that you love because you're being authentic in the way that you're communicating and your messaging and and the transformation that you provide. I think it all just comes together. I love this. This yeah. is great. All yeah, right, Lucy, absolutely. we've been going here for a little while. Um, you've given us some really juicy, yummy tips on the way we need to talk. I'm going to go start listening to my own self and see if <laughs> I can pull out an idea or an angle that comes with it. But, you know, I know that's not my strength. And, and I shouldn't necessarily be doing this myself. I should hire some professionals to help me craft and put together the angle that I want. So where can listeners find out more about you and and your company? Yeah, absolutely. So if you really resonated with like the brand voice part of this conversation, head over to findmybrandvoice.com and you will find my free quiz where I will actually look at how you write or how you speak. And then you will get an answer for what your brand voice adjectives are. And then I actually take it one step further and show you how to write in those adjectives. So it's a really great um, option if you're like, oh, this whole recording, like ideal client thing is great, but I feel like I'm going to mess something up. Just let the quiz do it for you. Um, and that URL again is findmybrandvoice.com. Um, love it, and, love it. Yeah. 
and then um, yeah right (laughs) Um, and then in terms of other places you can find me I'm big on Instagram so you can find me at my right hand woman right spelled like writing and you can find me at my website myrighthandwoman.com again right is spelled like writing Um, so yeah I'm not on a ton of platforms but the ones I am on I'm extremely active on so please feel free to send me a dm or anything and we can always chat about your needs or if you just want to talk about this episode more than happy to chat I love it. And it's so important that we find a style that makes it easier for us to continue writing, whether we're writing in emails or we're communicating with our clients verbally, it still comes from this framework. And the really juicy piece that I liked is that this becomes part of the culture and the uh, the standards for the company. So as you bring on team members, they can continue that for you. Good stuff. Wow. All right, listeners, I hope you have found a couple of ideas to put into your business that will help your business be more profitable. And again, communicating your values and your transformations and the products and services that you sell starts with this. So you need to be strongly considering how you communicate with the world. So, wow, this was this was fantastic. Um, all right. So never Has it been more important to focus on growing your business? Don't forget to get my second book. That second book called The Profit Accelerator. Again, I'm looking for industry leaders and business owners to interview about how my book's 12 strategies would impact your industry. Please go download my book and let me know if you'd be interested in being interviewed. It's available for free for the next few weeks while I'm interviewing industry leaders. You know, these strategies can help any business increase their revenue, profit, and the value of their company without having to pay for additional advertising or marketing. Go pick up your copy at trajectoryprofits.com forward slash book dash download. Again, it'll be in the podcast notes. So Lucy and I would love to hear your questions and feedback. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on the podcast. We'll answer. We'll be in there. Um, just go ahead and tell us what you think. Hit us up with your favorite copy. What's your tagline or something along those? Or even better, what do you think your brand voice style is? And we'll respond back. And I'm sure the other listeners would love to see the style as well. Okay, so you can catch Profit with a Plan on any of your favorite podcast players. We're looking forward to more great profitable information on next week's show. So until then, make your plan and profit with them. Thanks so much, Lucy. Thank you.